This is The M Word. I'm Michaela Hyde. I'm Nick Hyde. And welcome to The M Word podcast, the podcast where we talk openly and honestly about marriage and relationships, including ours. We're married, but this is for everyone who thinks that making a relationship work and last, like most things in life, is worth the effort. And welcome to the M Word podcast. I felt like I was like a radio DJ there. Did you like the way I said that? Yeah, it was brilliant. Was You're it amazing? I know you. You did the last one, didn't you? See, welcome and I felt like <laughs> to the M Word podcast. You sound like the fairground. Yeah, that's your default voice that so you slip into. Episode twelve doesn't. Episode twelve. Yes. Twelve episodes. Thank you for yes. coming back. So indeed, I we are. I wasn't talking to you. Sorry, <laughs> that was to the listener. That was to the listeners. Listeners. We, we know. In fact, what. Oh, I'm leaping straight ahead because although we haven't had an actual email from our furthest listener, <laughs> we do know we oh, have yeah, been that notified is true. That is true. through a message that our furthest listener is in Australia. Indeed. That's quite something, isn't it? Literally the other side of the planet. I know. Isn't that incredible? That is very incredible. So, so we're a bit excited about it. Our lovely friends from Australia commented <laughs> yeah, yeah. on a post for, I think it was the M word podcast post though that they yeah, commented was, on so that does count yeah, doesn't no, it they were talking so, about the n-word it's Robin all and Adam, thank you for listening do share it with your other friends in Australia so we can have many listeners from the other side of the, the world that would be that'd be great and send us in your your questions as well we'd love to hear from you so we can really prove to everybody else who's listening that we that we're not just making this up yeah these aren't imaginary friends these no, are real people real Australian friends they are lovely they are great actually so I'd love to interview them actually I wonder if we could do that oh. we could do that couldn't we we could Robin yeah. and Adam if you're listening to this one we're gonna we're gonna sort that out. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Good. Okay, excellent. So um, anyway, we've kind of launched straight into a kind of a bit of a crazy I know, beginning. It's mad. I'm gonna have a crisp. <laughs> That's such a lovely sound for people to listen to, isn't it? Yeah, I know. So if they've got if they've got earphones in or something like that, or on mm. a train, and it's just that crunching of you. Now they're feeling. Hungry. Anyway, it's it's a bit of a holiday feel today's one because we're aware that it's August. People are away doing different things, and in fact, our we normally talk about what we've done over the last couple of weeks. Well. We've been on holiday for the last couple of weeks, essentially. We that's that's what we've been doing. We've been in Crete and we've had a lovely time. And we are going to talk a bit more about the whole holiday stuff. But we it was all good, wasn't it? Flight's yeah, fine. Yeah, I had a great time. Paid real, a huge, real privileged to be able to go over to Greece. To paid, Crete. A, paid a huge amount of money on a very small tube of Pringles on the flight. Well, that's what you do. That's what you do, isn't it? That's what you do. And they're quite cute tubs, aren't they, I suppose? They but, yeah, yeah. I mean... Even so, cuter if they're bigger, though, aren't they, really? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But there's an interesting study of Boyle's Law where you can see the volume increases as the pressure increases. Sorry. Yes, that is true. Are you talking about the dome-like the doming, effect yeah, you see, on inverse, top of the Pringle? Inverse relationship between pressure and volume, Boyle's Law. You see, you've got physics in here as yes. well. It's educational Aww. as well as entertaining. Don't push it. <laughs> no, it's good because we could calculate the change in pressure in the aircraft from the ratio of the new volume to the old volume. I mean, it's... We are trying to encourage more listeners. Let's do it off the more top of listeners. our head, shall we? I reckon it was Stop. about a 5% increase in volume. Stop. Hence 5% pressure reduction. I'm going to I'm going to Google that All and right, see Google whether it. the Fine. pressure drops by Anyway, I wish I'd never mentioned That's the small tube estimate. of Pringles. All right, lovely. Yeah. Excellent. Anyway, what else is coming up for us? We've got, well, our daughter's going to be 17 next week. I, I just don't feel old enough. I mean, you look old enough, Nick. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I think you look very youthful. <laughs> but anyway, our daughter's going to be 17 next week. Yep, so the old car lesson driving scare I know that's coming I'm not taking her out you are aren't you at some point I don't think it would be good if I took her out no (laughs) I think Nick is a teacher by trade and he's calm and you know 
And I think Abby needs that, doesn't she? She needs that calm. She does. So you can approach. very calmly go, Stop! <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind wrong. of thing, exactly. So that's kind of fun, isn't it? Um, but um, but other than that, it's you're you're super chilled, aren't you? Because it is the holiday season for you. Yeah, as you been... said before, with teacher hat, yeah. uh, this is this is properly the most relaxed point of the year. Three but, weeks in. But you have been doing a few jobs, helping out, helping my parents with some DIY in their house. Doing yeah, some... going to my parents next week to put a new door on the back of their I know. Are you nice? Like... Are you lovely? Oh, let's so talk about nice. me a bit more. Oh, you're so nice. Oh, well done, you. That'll do. Yeah, go on. Anyway. Um, oh, and then the other thing, of course, the uh-huh. other bit of news that uh, has taken place is I did another radio interview. Oh, this... yeah. Now, here's your commitment to the cause. I know. Whilst on holiday in Crete, you did a radio interview. I did very so the day after we arrived the following morning I spent about an hour I think reading the piece that I was meant to be talking about and then yep. doing a, a then short interview blagged it well <laughs> don't say that I was, I was very professional I prepare you're the one that blags far more than I do it is true guilty is as true. charged yeah. your honor <laughs> So anyway, that was kind of interesting. And that was to do with shared bank accounts. And you'll notice that that's part of the title of this week's so podcast. Do, do we dive into that now? Well, I think so. I why think not? Could, why not? Because so what, it's what the holidays. Was the, we can um, be very relaxed and do it how we like. What so. was the interview about? I mean, I kind of well, I heard one side of it because I heard you talking. There was some research that had been done and it was looking at the number of younger couples, younger, looking at younger women in particular, who were opting to not share bank accounts um, Mm. with their partners. But the point was, when you boiled it down, actually, there were very few married couples, it would seem, potentially, that were having separate bank accounts. It was mainly, it looked like, sort of cohabiting couples that were more likely to be in that situation. Um, So kind of the headline was about married couples and shared bank accounts and are they still doing that? And really, the answer is it would seem the majority of them probably are still doing that. But nevertheless, it's still an interesting conversation because why is it you could question, okay, why is it that couples who, who aren't married, first of all, might choose to have separate bank accounts? Nick, what's your answer? Well, I think, to be honest, we know there is less security in a relationship which isn't married. So I, I think I would quite understand, to be honest, a couple that aren't married, cohabiting couples, certainly to start with, they're not going to suddenly go, OK, let's move in together and join our bank accounts. Mm. And I agree. partly, yeah. some of them will stick that way because they get used to it and don't really think about it. Because there isn't that point of, of sort of choice, your... Yeah. As we've said before, you're almost sliding into a long-term relationship because you don't know, to be honest, if it is long-term at that stage. Yeah. Um, and then later on down the line, they might consider then setting up a joint account. Yeah. And I suppose with marriage, you've got, here's a definite date and a decision and the long-term commitment. And as part of that, the majority of people still would choose. Was you, it 30%? It was something like that, I 16 to 30 35-year-olds or something like that. I think of the 16... Yeah, it was the young age bracket, and I think it was 30% of those that got married chose to have... Set, to keep separate bank accounts. Those who got who were married. That's not right. Is that not right? No. Was it just couples? It was. Um, it was couples. It was thirty percent of right. couples. And then we were able to break it down and look at. Oh, uh, we should have. But it was in only of half of them were to maintain financial independence. Yes. So it was only fifteen percent yeah. of all of them actually made a decision that was to keep it. separate bank accounts for financial independence. The others probably just never got around to it. Couldn't be bothered. And also, it did start from the age of 16. So if you're 16, you're not going to start, even if you've been going out with somebody for like six months, you're not going to say, right, let's have shared bank accounts. Yeah, I've I mean, never known many sixth formers that set up a shared bank account no. when they start a relationship. <laughs> so that all 
seemed a little bit unusual. So, so, but we've then talked about, okay, and I, much of what you said is the kind of stuff I talked about in the interview, the fact that um, if you're not, if you're not married and you're living together and you're trying to see how things go, then why would you commit to do that? Whereas if you yep. are married, there's more of a reason to do it. But it's still interesting because I think there probably still are couples who are married and choose to have separate bank accounts. So I, I, you know, I'm kind of interested to think, you know, why that would be. And I guess partly we're coming from a place of we chose to have shared bank accounts from from day one and as soon as in fact the story I talked about on the radio was the fact that when we were engaged and Nick had a motorbike Yay. back in the day 20 years ago and uh, his insurance um, was due and if he paid for his insurance which was about 400 pounds I think for yep. the year um, it would take him overdrawn and I said well I've got that money in my bank account I'll pay for it because you know, we are we've we've said we've established our commitment to each other because we're engaged and there was no sense of us changing our mind. And I so my thinking was, yeah, of course I'll pay for it because now what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours, etc. So Yeah. It was that sort of shared approach and that I, I don't remember us to, I mean, that was very kind of you, thank you. I know. <laughs> I, I don't remember us really even having much conversation. It was just assumed that yeah. we would it's kind of getting married was moving into the same place, the house that was in my name became our name, and yeah. just the bank account had become a shared. But it was just that was the kind of the norm for us. Yeah. And maybe that's a bit naive of me. Maybe other people aren't like that, or maybe it's just because it was twenty years ago. Well, but the other thing that came up in that report that we talked about on the radio was the fact that going back even further, there was a time which, uh, thankfully, we're past that time. I think on the whole, because it just sounds very old-fashioned. But the idea that you know the the husband's the main you know, breadwinner, and he gives his wife housekeeping to spend, which I think all sounds really cringy. But I'm saying that people could be listening, and that was part of their era and what mm. they grew up with. But we don't think in that way now. Yeah, and you wouldn't think of it as being the husband's money, and he allows no. the wife to have some to spend on the children. That would be pants to think like that. Yeah, because it, <laughs> surely it's... everything else in your life is shared. It's a relation. The whole point is you are two become one. And I think as well, it's kind of that, um, obviously I do earn money, I don't earn as much as you do, but we both earn. But also there's that that kind of investment, everything we do towards our family life in terms of time given to the children, there isn't a, a price put on those separate parts. So as you say, there isn't a sense of yeah. this is for you to spend, it's just ours, it is ours to spend. And in fact, we are still in the place where if either of us want to make a big purchase on anything... We would both say to the to the other one, thinking about this. What do you think? And yeah, we would not. There are three big purchases I'm planning at the minute. Are there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is fun. Go on then. Well, they all. I mean, they're all essential. Are they? Uh, but the problem is, they are all quite expensive. Ah, okay. Shall we? Do you want to say what they are? Well, I don't it? know. One of them is a set of studio speakers, which is obviously essential because my speakers are great and don't need replacing. That's the problem. <laughs> So that why are they essential then? That's because my speakers are twenty years old, and they would ah, oh, it'd be great to have new ones. <laughs> right, that's okay, one. that's number one. Okay, the second one is a new AV amp for the um, the surround sound system because <laughs> my brother's recently bought one that's much nicer than mine. Ah, so I need one as well. That's right. Okay, yeah. yeah. And the third one is a computer upgrade because it's working perfectly well at the minute. <laughs> But every five years, new processor and motherboard. I mean, that's the rule. And it is that long since I... So that's so those three, I'm wondering when's the best point to kind of talk to you about them as yeah, a couple. Yeah, probably not now. 
Probably no? not now, no, no. Okay, I don't think so. all right, let's move on. Well, we'll come back to those, I think, at a later stage. We'll let you know how many of those purchases are permitted and, and affordable <laughs> at this time. Yes, <laughs> Thank you. yes. So See who, sorry, we're just saying no one has control of yeah, the money? No. Well, there's obviously, there's there's a point where you have to say, I need to have the final say on those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you bought a very expensive pair of shoes just yesterday. They were, they were a bargain, were And is that because you'd anyway, run out of shoes? Yes, it is. This is getting dull, isn't it, for people to listen <gasps> no, to? No, no, that's not great. Let's go on more and more. So, no, it is. It's boring. It's boring. Let's move on. Okay. To another crisp? Yes, go on then. Thank you. <laughs> so, anyway, that was our discussion. Do... Please do email us at Nick, the email address while you're doing crisp. The M word podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think about shared bank accounts etc and whether you're married or whether you're not married and what your view is on that uh, we'll be very interested to hear about it so you notice that we do keep asking for people to email in about particular things and we're not we're not deterred by the fact that no one's particularly said- we haven't had floods of emails if people no. are wondering oh, i won't email because it probably won't get mentioned it might be worth saying that we have so far mentioned every email that's come in and we're not planning to change that as part of our commitment to the listening population. Mm. No, Indeed. exactly. I had a crisp then, by the way, in case it was a bit munchy sounding. As in, because there was a slight pause when you weren't talking <laughs> since the start of the podcast. There we go. So do we move on to what's in the news? That was very slick. Oh yeah, nice. That's nice. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a good jingle, but that is a genuine instrument brought back from Borneo. So don't mock it. I haven't said anything. Okay. Or was that to the listeners not to mock that? Yeah, maybe. Although, if you want to mock it, then please email us at... Reasons to mock might encourage yeah. emails. Very good. What's been yeah. in the news, Mick? So, in the news, well, there was a really interesting article in the Times that uh, someone showed um, showed me, and it's all to do with there's a, sort of a switch or a changeover with civil partnerships. So, up until now, civil partnerships have been made, obviously, available for same-sex couples, and whole human rights thing they are now going to be available for heterosexual couples but there was an article in the times and there's a couple that got married in march of this year and there's this small window where the government are considering allowing people that are married to convert their marriage into a civil partnership and this whole article is kind of discussing you know, whether that, you know, why that would be important to this particular couple. And for them, um, she was saying um, in particular that when they got married, it's almost against her principles, which doesn't mm. sound doesn't sound very encouraging to the I, groom, does it? I, <laughs> I'm marrying <laughs> against my principles. Against my principles. I found it really interesting, partly because not so much the fact they want to change, but it's almost their, their rationale and motivation about getting married was a million miles away from ours. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's worse. I'm just saying it's different. Because yeah. really, they were a couple that were happy cohabitating. Is that the right word? I always cohabiting. Wonder if I put, cohabiting. Yeah. I put an extra syllable in there. You did, yes. That one was free. Yeah. Um, a cohabiting couple. Cohabitating. That's a good word. Anyway, keep going, keep a cohabiting going. couple. Um, and But they got married because of purely for the sort of financial and legal security that it offers their children. Yeah. So yeah. they got married. Re- and each other. They didn't even let their friends and family know. Literally, it was, you know, a couple of witnesses, they got married. Um, and, and she said in the article that even doing that felt against her principles as a feminist. She um, was smiling. There's a photo of them on their wedding day. She was really smiling. So I don't know whether that somebody was doing something ridiculous in the other on the other yeah, side of the camera. Maybe someone but, tickled her or yeah. told a joke or I don't know. Anyway, but, so yeah. just that was interesting. Yeah. That obviously, what they saw as marriage was a million miles away from us, where we think, right, marriage, intentional commitment, 
commitment, lifelong to become one, sharing yeah. everything. And the, the joy and security is that we know each other's mindset on it. So that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and for them, that commitment, which I, I hope and assume they have, was just not that the marriage wasn't to represent well, I, that. It no. was simply for security. I guess, I guess they like did still want a sense of commitment because then why? Well, I suppose it. No, they, I don't think it's about commitment. No, maybe you're I right. I think it was purely let's have stability for the yeah. kid or whatever. Yeah. No, it's so in, there was that sense of. And, I mean, she was very much saying, like you said, about sort of feminist kind of viewpoint on this. So she, her argument was that marriage was very patriarchal and things like why should the woman take the man's name? So and is it? Is it? Is because it patriarchal? at the end of the day, I think, you know, does she have a point? Is marriage I mean, outdated and patriarchal, hey? hey? It's interesting because... If 20- so, this could be the last episode. <laughs> 20 years ago, I didn't think to myself, oh, you know, I've got to give up my name and take your name on. Actually, I thought it was quite handy because I've always found it a bit frustrating saying my old, my sort of maiden name because, you know, people would always misspell it and it's Paul, P-O-O-L-E, and you always have to spell it to people afterwards. Although saying that, I still have to put the Y in hide, but it's a bit easier for people to get yeah, right. details, move on. Anyway, so I didn't really think about it at all. I think, um, I mean, I, I have had conversations with the people about the whole woman being given away by her father and actually I didn't ever see it that as me being given to you as property I saw it as my family giving me to you releasing me from that family unit as it were and your fa- your family doing the same mm. so I didn't ever see it as being a one-sided thing I saw it as us joining together, being given by both families. So you could argue, to make it a bit more modern and a bit more reflective, that maybe the the man and the woman should both be given to each other and that should be part of the service. Mm. And to be honest, I think you could easily do that. If you wanted to, why not do that? Why not? And I think, I mean, some of the other things that, um, that she was saying were things like, you know, that the fact that the bride doesn't get to do a speech. Well, only if you don't want to do one. I did one on our wedding day, on our wedding day, didn't I? I think I've talked <laughs> about did, it, and uh, it was great fun. And I think because I've always enjoyed communication, and I've done presenting and things. You thought I want to be part of that, so I will be. But I didn't let anybody know in case I changed my mind on this. And no one walked out saying this isn't a proper marriage. No, no, they didn't. What? So I think I really think that you can make uh, the service reflect you as a couple. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I think there are changes that are going to be coming as well so that, that men and women can both, like the parents, can both sign mm. the, 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 the registry, um, mm. the, the registry form, as it were, like the marriage certificate. It doesn't have to be. It used to be the dads, again, which feels a bit old-fashioned. So I think there are ways you can modernise it and then make it something that lots of people would say, okay, that does reflect us as a couple. So I think the fundamental thing is is the commitment, which we've talked about, um, about being intentional. And, and I loved it. I loved it, our wedding day. You see, I think uh, at the time we got married, it never even crossed my mind that the marriage, the process of marriage is patriarchal at all. You know, absolutely. In my mindset, it was us almost leaving our families coming together, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It, it, it wouldn't have crossed my mind. And actually, it's only since being married, when people have talked about it, that I've looked back, not on our marriage ceremony, but thought, actually, I think the traditional marriage ceremony does have bits that are a bit mm. sort of 
patriarchal, male dominated, and I, I almost, you know, I think I agree. Yeah. And it's not so much the the vows with the old, you know, will the woman obey and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that whole principle of right, the woman walked down the aisle by her dad to be given. Who gives this woman? And I think that ceremony can be taken that way. Mm. But at the end of the day, you can do your marriage ceremony exactly how you want to. You're not. There's no. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no sort of rule um i don't know documentation you signed to that says because you've got married and you've followed this ceremony therefore you now have to have these values and act in this certain way in your relationship your relationship whether it'll be biased one way or the other perfectly balanced is purely up to you and your choices it's nothing to do Mm. with the actions of a particular day so i think the principle of marriage is not biased and patriarchal the principle is a joining of two together yeah um and I think you're getting caught up in the, caught up in the icing, as it were, or the cake, like the fr- the outside. The that's peripheral. a rubbish. The perif- yes, that mm. thing. Um, <laughs> if you're worried about the history and something, and then you change that whole commitment, I don't know. It's almost it's- as though you're allowing that service to dictate that. I guess people would argue still it's about ceremony and symbol. Yeah. And you could say. Let me butt in. It's because <laughs> it's you don't base your values of how you live out your marriage on. What a <laughs> sorry. Um, what a particular I don't know. 1664 prayer book says about the principles of marriage and what should be read out. It, it's not mm. about that. You place your values on your upbringing, your opinions, and stuff. I might though suggest to our son that I walk him down the aisle. What do you think? Yeah, that'd be fun. I think so. Why not? I, I didn't explain that very well at all. So if that makes no sense, email no. in the M Word Podcast yeah. at Gmail. No, I think I no, I I think it, I didn't, you did you did fine. It was great I? because I think there is that sense oh, of thanks. you make the ceremony represent crisp. you and your relationship. And I think fundamentally, it's about that point of commitment. Whether you're religious or not, it depends on what kind of things you'd like to include. Um, so yeah, I think you need it to reflect you. But the point is, it's about being committed and being intentional um, from the very outset. And not telling mm. your friends and family, that does seem particularly sort of um, strange, I would say, because I think that's part of what says, yeah. you know, you've got your family there who are who are with you saying, we support you. I mean, my mum adores Nick. She thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread. Yay. Which obviously you are, darling. But, you know, she, you know, there's that kind of real sense of championing each other and each other's families to say, we are yeah. with you and support yeah, you. Absolutely. So anyway, we've talked for longer about that than I expected. So I know. As you talked a lot today, didn't you? I, I did quite well. I know, well yeah. done. So anyway, so the last thing, we've um, our title is Holidays at the Beginning. So now we're going to end with a little conversation about holidays. And, you know, it is holiday season and, yeah, holidays are fun. But actually, they they are an important part, I think, of family life and yep. and how you express, express yourself as a family. Um, you know, we know the things like fa- um, that holidays are good for sort of pressing the reset button, to de-stress, to take time away. Yeah. But I genuinely think that holidays are good for getting away from things. And when we were in the early years of our marriage and we had zero money for holidays we literally went and stayed I think I might have said this before but we stayed at your aunt's house in Plymouth for example we stayed at your brother's house in Derby Mm. all my family live quite locally so there wouldn't be quite so much fun for a holiday down the road because I guess what you're saying is the most important thing about holiday is to get out of your routine yeah to break away to separate and it doesn't make any difference if you fly to Crete or whether you get a you know drive to Plymouth and just you're you're out of touch and maybe maybe it's 
dead end to go down. But obviously, the danger is with social media, electronics and email and everything, the danger is that you can go halfway around the world. And if you don't actually unplug, I mean, say, for example, you could go all the way to Crete. And then do an interview for a radio <laughs> based on your say work that. the following You're day. It's so predictable. Yeah, so predictable. but what's your response to that, mm. Michaela Hyde? My response was it was right at the beginning of the holiday mm. and, and I'm passionate about this subject. And so I was happy to do that interview on that morning and it's important that I did it. Yeah. And so, if you don't think Michaela should have done it, email <laughs> us at the M Word Podcast at Gmail. I'm determined. Are you going to email in, Nick? I'm going to get an email, email out in. of this episode. You're I'm gonna, no, you're going to email in, aren't you, saying Michaela should not have done this interview. <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, though, there is that sense of just stopping and doing different things. And I think particularly being away with two teenage children where we do we do always make a point actually of having mealtimes together at home and that sort of thing. But yeah. it is a different dynamic to be away, doing stuff together, having days out together yeah. Um, yeah. and doing doing challenging things like the gorge walk that we did that once again, this has happened several times over the 20 years of marriage where Nick has decided that we could do some sort of adventure and it would be absolutely fine. And then it's not fine. And I almost go into a state of panic because I can't (laughs) climb those huge rocks and the wind is really, you know, blasting me, as was the case on the boat we went on. And I nearly kind of almost went overboard. I mean, it was Well, we hired a motorboat and the bloke was saying, it's really windy, you should probably put it off. But then we didn't because it was the last day and went out anyway. Well, I didn't want to go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it was great. Yes, it was quite good fun. Parts of it were good, but the la- that last bit on the way back, we were so buffeted by the wind. It was just, I, I literally hugged into one side of the uh, of the boat with my sunglasses on to stop the salt water stinging my eyes. <laughs> it's adventure. Um, it's action. Yes. It's what it's all about. It was an adventure. It, it was, was brilliant. an adventure. But you have done that a few times over the years, haven't you, where you've put me in jeopardy. And say, so, yeah, be fine. Off we go. Yeah. <laughs> and the adventure <laughs> element is not. But the, when we went on the, the walk with the gorge, what had happened was, this, it was a beautiful gorge and we were walking through some of the water and over some small rocks it wasn't too bad yeah. and then we realised there weren't very m- many people carrying on the walk and we started to think this looks quite challenging ahead and then we saw some people coming the other direction saying it is quite hard and there have been floods so a lot of the pathway has gone but you know it is doable they said so then we carried on and it was really hard wasn't it it was and but they I were was right quite but it was it was yeah it was it was doable but there was nobody else there come on be honest it was yeah. just our family but our kids pulled together they, they were lovely did. It to was me really they saw me looking a bit panicky cuz you found it hardest i found it really and the, hard and the kids were really supportive of you and then we did get through the rusted barbed wire fence and managed to find the path <laughs> to get back to the car in the end so it's a happy ending and nobody needed a tetanus jab or I anything know, like that. You it know, was... and the fact that we ran out of water didn't matter, no. despite the fact that it was 33 degrees. I think we were really responsible with we, how we dealt with we it. We were, really, yeah, so. excellent. So, so, uh, yeah. so it was very good. So uh, you can, if, if, any you want, if ever you want to organise a trip, some adventure, Nick's your man. He'll sort you yeah. out. He'll find you a good route. That's right. Make sure you have everything you need. But laughing aside, I think now, um, we were very much team that day. The kids were great because they absolutely responded to me. Um, and wanted to, they wanted to look after me. They were very sweet and did the right good. thing. It was so, a good thing. And one of the things about holidays is you form memories, don't you? You do. We formed some memories, didn't we, this holiday? Yeah, we did. It, so, it was great. So it was very good. One other thing I'm going to say, because obviously this is all about relationships. That's, you know, what we talk about on the M word. Um, interesting, being away with teenage children when they're with you so much more, which is great, a bit less time for you and I. 
Um, so we we kind of reflected on that, but we did snatch a few moments, had coffee out, and on our we actually had our anniversary last time. We talked about anniversaries. Our anniversary was whilst we were out there, yep. and uh, we went out for a, a lovely meal, and it was all very reasonably priced, and had a really nice yeah, meal. Yeah, that was good. Um, just the two of us, and had a lovely walk on the beach and things. Yeah, and we snuck out for a few sort of early morning coffees. When I say early morning, I mean you know nine o'clock when the kids are still in bed. So it's yeah. finding those opportunities because yeah, with a holiday, you're suddenly in each other's pockets. Yeah. For, um, for all that time so generating the space is important definitely so yeah I, that was that was our holiday in Crete so takeaway is um, you know make time for holidays even if it's something that's on a really low budget create some memories some traditions for your family and yep. and still still steal some moments together oh, oh, yeah. very good yes so. so brilliant thanks for listening we will be back in a couple of weeks. We are a bit kind of crazy busy at the moment, but we are going to um, definitely get you another podcast for two weeks' time. And, we will. Um, two weeks' time we'll be Please do here. email us at the mwordpodcast at gmail.com Very good. Um, with your questions and comments, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.